Hello, everybody. Hi, my name is Mark, and I am an abstinent compulsive overeater and food addict. I'm grateful to be here with you all. Um, I want to thank uh, um, essentially Kathy and Sue for guiding me in, uh, asking me to do the service and guide me in. So um, I came into this program on April 18, 2007, which is also my abstinence date. I was 519 pounds at that time. Um, I know we don't have photos to show, um, and I, I, I have one little particular thing in my program, my particular program, and that is uh, through the direction of my nutritionist, I basically, I weigh myself, but I have not known how much I weighed for 16 plus years. Um, her comment was that, you know, that, that number tends to have a lot of power. And I don't know if we ever talked about doing that forever, but I just, <laughs> I sort of did it and I let go and there you are. So here I am 16 years and I haven't known how much I've weighed. And that's been huge for me because, you know, I always say, if you want to find out how much something has control over you, take it away and has power over you, take it away. And I didn't think I had a problem with, with the scale. You know, I didn't think I used to do go to pay in ways and get on the scale and didn't really tend to have a thing where I like got very anxious about it. But man, you know, when I stopped like knowing what that number is, I was almost manic in some ways when I first started. I was like, how are we doing? How are we doing? I would always come in and she's like, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. But what it did is it got me outside of that part because I don't really know what to do with that number. My doctors and nutritionists, they know and they get that information, but I, I just weigh blindly. I even have a scale that'll weigh and just pretty much just says good job and sends it to my support network. And um, and that's huge. And the reason I bring all that up is really in, to, to basically say I had a 78-inch waist at that time, and I have a 36-inch waist now. I pretty much lost almost another person there in that in that thing. So I always say this is my story, my own personal journey of recovery. Please take what you need and leave the rest. Um, uh, I will say I still have my extra skin because, you know, that body does not snap back at that skin. Going out to that weight of 519 pounds, the highest I ever weighed was 525, 525 pounds. And the body just doesn't snap back. That skin is elastic, but not that elastic. So I still have that. And I basically let that go, really. Could I have that removed? Possibly, but I basically have let that go. It really, other than sort of comfort and doing some physical activity things, it really is not, it doesn't have any power over me. And so, so what I was like, um, you know, for me, whenever I get to this part of what I was like, you know, I always go back in time. I go back to even before I was even born, you know, uh, this 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 uh, disease for me started way before I even came on the surf because my family, you know, there was there was compulsive eating throughout my family, diabetes along with that, and and um, uh, there was other addictions in the middle of my family. So when I came on the earth, it sort of was part of it. And you know, that's really important for me. In in the the uh, the the big book in Freedom from Bondage, it says, "I am the result of what happened to me. I am the result of the way I reacted to what happened to me as a child." And I think a lot of what they're saying there is, look. You know, um, for me, you know, what happened happened, but, it, you know, the people in my life and, and what I was trying to do, I was to me to stop the cycle, right? And I found that, you know, in dealing with my nieces and nephews when I was in the bottom of my disease, when I 
spinning the food. I was passing that stuff on to them. That's one of the amends that I had to make to them. And they have seen 16 years of me in recovery for that. I remember times when we would get together for family night when I was in, and I re- every, everything had to do with food. It was like our gathering had to do with food. And then also I was basically, and, and I remember writing my first step around, around this, you know, writing a history around my compulsive eating and thinking back to those times and thinking about the times where they wanted to go out and play and do all these activities and stuff. And I really was sitting there almost manipulating them into doing things that I could do sitting down because I, it was too hard for me to be able to stand up, you know, on my own way. It was getting that bad, 525 pounds at the highest weight that I was in. So, so, so anyway, I basically, this program has taught me, you know, has, has given me the ability to, to make amends to myself and to others for, for that part of my life. And, 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 you know, that's, that's a huge part. And it's also the big thing though of that is, is instead of being controlled in my relationships around food, I'm present. This program teaches me it, I'm learning to stay. I'm learning to be present. I'm learning to be with people. Things, you know, like holidays and get togethers and all of those things used to be all about food. And now I get in there, I operate my food plan. And the rest of the time, it's about spending time with those people and about what those holidays and those events are really all about. You know, um, so. So, you know, as an adolescent child, I was, I was, I cannot remember a time when I wasn't, when, when I wasn't a compulsive, a compulsive eater, when it, when it wasn't all about food or when the next food I was going to get. I also, for as long as I can remember, I had a God-sized hole. I think that's one of the big pieces here, right? You know, um, uh, you know, like I looked, I look at my life back then and, and I had a lot of lies that I told myself about myself and the world around me, you know, and, and I felt rejected. I felt I didn't belong, but the key word in that is felt. Remember, I'm the result of the way I reacted to what happened to me as a child. That, that part felt told me a lot about where my faith was at that time. Because if I look at like what it was like, the spoiler alert there of what it was like for me was where was my faith during this period of life, Right. Was it in, was it in my a higher power, or was it in in self reliance, in the lies that I was telling myself about myself and the world around me? And it was really the second thing. In my experience, I've found that fear falls it falls into kind of mostly three different categories: not getting what I want, losing what I have, being found out. And for me, all of those were firing out, but being found out, wow, that was my that was my big place that I didn't I didn't want to touch, right? You know, in in the AA 12 and 12, in the contents page for all of God's sake, they they actually give a little snippet of every one of the steps. And in there it says, self-centered fear, self-centered fear, chief activator of defects. And they talk about how step seven is about moving out of myself and towards God. But that self-centered fear, chief activator of defects. It generates more character defects than anything else. I mean, that, that's a huge piece for me because I live my life in fear, right? And, and to cope with that, I went to food. That's the way I cope. That was just what I picked up. But let me just tell you something. Another one of these lie kind of things, you know, my problem isn't food. Food was not my problem. Food was my answer. It just happened to be an answer that was killing me. 
when it comes to the problem, the problem was powerlessness. On my own unaided willpower, number one, I couldn't control life. And number two, I couldn't, I was powerless over food, right? So the problem is powerlessness. The solution is a power greater than myself. How do I get that power? Through a program of action. And that's a really key piece is that program of action. So, so you know, for, for most of my life, I basically been, I, I binged eat to kind of like to satiate my fears, my resentments, my, my disappointments. You know, I, as it says, I hid, I, I ate and I hid and, and, and I, didn't, I didn't grow up. Right? I always think of myself a lot about this thing of being, uh, you know, uh, Peter Pan in some way, you know, and, and I did grow up, but emotionally I didn't, you know. Um, I had a therapist who basically told me I was telling, she was, I was telling her something like I was broken or something in some way, and she, cha- in a loving way, and this is great, this is why I need these people in my life, she challenged me, she said, Mark, I'm going to challenge you on that. You are not broken. What you've done is you've set yourself in the dark for a very long time and you stop growing emotionally and now it's time to bring yourself out into the light the sunlight of the spirit that is what this program does for me it cuts through all of those lies that i'm telling myself about myself and it brings me into into god's world because i'm the one that set myself out all of those fears was me setting myself out of god's world and i always belonged you know there's this thing that they talk about in program about a new pair of glasses Right. And the first pair of glasses putting on was was acting on life instead of reacting to it. Right. And that's what I was getting out of this program as I was in there. But they say the longer in the program, there's another pair of glasses. I was okay all along. I just didn't know it. Because I was I was immersed in that lower power, that that faith and the lies that I was telling myself about myself and the world around me. And I could see nothing else other than that, that it was other people were my problem, that, that, you know, that I didn't measure up. It was all of those lies that I told myself. So, you know, in my life, you know, like I went to pay in ways for majority of my, my, uh, my, uh, my disease, whenever I sort of felt like I needed to do something right. You know, but essentially what I got is a food plan and maybe a little bit of a support, but it really never worked on the real problem, right? Powerlessness, right? And so, you know, in ninth grade, I was 200 pounds and I lost 100, I lost like 50 pounds going to a pay and weigh. And, and, and I, I, at that time, I was like, if I lose this weight, I'm going to be okay. This is my problem, right? This is my problem. But, you know, I lost that weight and I went out in the middle of life thinking I was going to get those things that I always wanted and it didn't go the way I wanted it. Cause, why? Because it was life. That's all it was, right? Life happened in front of me. But to me, to me, that validated everything that I thought about myself. To me, it was a validation of the lies that I told myself. And so I basically, at that point, I checked out. I decided I was supposed to be on the outside of life looking in, that I will never have what other people have, relationships, close friends, going to parties, success, all of these things. And I started living on that outside of the life looking in, right? I started, and I started and I got very good at, and I actually created a brand around living with the crumbs that I gave myself. And that's one of the things that in this program that I am, that I am, I am, uh, one of the gifts that I'm given is is basically going against that thing of living with crumbs I gave myself because I can stay in one place easy and deny myself lots of things, but that's not 
what my life was supposed to be. What would God have me be? Much more than that. And that's a lot of what, sure, first there was a physical recovery. And then I immersed myself in the steps and I slowly started to, to gain emotional and spiritual recovery. And then, you know, now what I'm doing is I'm really sloughing off a lot of those things. I'm uncovering, discovering, and discarding and letting go of all of those things that kept me trapped and kept me stuck and keep me stuck. I'm learning to live. Either get busy living or get busy dying. Right. And this program is teaching me how to live. Right. It is a design for living that works in rough going. So, you know, ninth grade wasn't very long after that with just a food plan to operate on and a little bit of support. I was back in the middle of the food and I went up to 250 pounds. I went down to 175 pounds right before college. When I got out of college, I was at 300 pounds. You know, basically that was my yo-yo of a thing, you know. Um, and the amazing thing, you know, that I have to say of being in this program is for 16 plus years, I've been abstinent. For 16 plus years, I have eaten within a tenth of an ounce of the same amount of food at each weighing uh, of when I weigh my food for 60 years. That is amazing. You know, because, you know, before I came in, I, I remember hearing stories of people saying, and I loved it, and they said, my portion size was bag, box, or carton. And I was like, yes, that's me. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? It, that's not me. Because basically what it was, was I, it was whatever I could get my hands on. There really was no boundary around my eating. And so, you know, I was stuck in that cycle of up and down and up and down, you know, like for a long time till I got up to about 525 pounds, you know, in 1998, you know, I dropped everything. I quit work. I, I kind of dissolved the partnership I had and moved back home with my parents because I didn't know what to do. And then I trapped myself there for about 14 years. I didn't expect to because I lost a whole bunch of weight. I was 525. I went down to 375 and then I thought life's going to be okay, but I went back to the same exact stuff, right? I went back to that ritualized escape behavior that I found in food and the oblivion of all of that, right? And so what happened really? Well, spoiler alert, gifted desperation, G-O-D. You know, in the big book, it says the first requirement is that we become convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. And I'm stubborn. And it took me a while. Right. It took me all the way up to, you know, um, around 2007 for me to make that to, to basically like let go. I was in a hospital room and, and three doctors were standing there basically telling me that if I didn't, this was in um around 2006 or so and and telling me that Excuse if me, I, you have five I, minutes thank you telling me that if i did not if that if i didn't stop what i was doing i was gonna I, I was gonna die and i remember in that moment thinking i need to be scared of what they're telling me not that i wasn't scared but not necessarily about the death thing i was scared about what they were telling me i was gonna have to do to give up my quote unquote friend food so I went to, you know, I took their food plan. I said, I'm going to do it this time. But there was a month, not a month went by. Um, and I found myself in a hotel room eating enough food for about a family of eight to 12 until I couldn't barely walk. But that was really important. And I always say this, you know, because for the first time in my life, I said, I, I said, I can't do this. Right. And. And, and I always tell myself that's, that's the first time God talked to me, but that was not true as well. But later on in the program, I started realizing 
that's the first time I listened to God. God was always there. God is always there for me. I am the one that sets myself. I am the one that closes the door. I am the one that turns away. So my job in this program of doing this work every day keeps me connected. I seek conscious contact to stay connected. You know, and so so it took me a year after that to kind of get in the program and 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 then everything changed. So what am I like now? Well, it's this personality change. Right? It's a personality change based on these 12 steps, right? Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. This is not a program of figuring things out. It's a program of letting go. And for me, that usually, well, for me, that always means taking action. Action is a concrete form of willingness, of surrender, right? And it's not a program of learning. It's a program of unlearning. I am unlearning all of that stuff of all those 42 years of my life, you know, every day. And my life gets bigger. It gets bigger, happy, joyous, and free with every piece of these programs. And, and I don't have to do it perfectly. And I haven't done it perfectly, but I keep doing it. I think keep coming back. That slogan that we have, when I first came in the program, I was like, yes, keep coming to the meetings. It means so much more than that. It means keep coming back to God every day. Keep coming back to my tools every day. Keep coming back to the steps every day. And when resentments pop, pop up, do that work, right? A living, a living 10 step. Do it right then and right there because I don't know about you guys, but if I have a resentment early in the morning, by the time – if I wait to the end of the day to do that resentment, <laughs> I could do a lot of damage in that time, Right? You know, keep doing my four-step work on that. Keep doing, you know, prayer and meditation the best I can do, right? Again, not about perfection, about practice, right? So that's a lot of what my program is for me, you know. And, and you know, I have to say that, that, that basically, like, like, you know, my sponsor, I remember, I remember him telling me at one point, he said, Mark, how come you didn't die? You know, how you know, people have, there are people that died before they got to the weight that you had. How come you died? And I was like, that is a weird question to ask me. <laughs> and he never really told me what, he never gave me the answer to that. He is really, he was amazing. He has, he passed away in the program. Uh, I lost him several years ago, and, and, but he still stays with me and through all the work and everything that I do and sharing the message. But, but he, but he, he didn't ask me. And, and then at later, the next day, I said, "Well, what? I, I don't know the answer to that question." He said, "Because God still has work for you to do." Right? That's what he said to me. You know, he said, "Mark, your job—that's what you do to earn money." Right? Your job now is to be in service to God and others around you. And that's a really important part. When we say practice these principles in all our affairs, immersing this work in everything I do and enveloping it in everything I do is, is important because I want to come back to my same way I used to operate, and that does not work for me. But immersing this in where I don't even know where one stops and the other starts is where it is because that means I'm fully immersed in God's world, happy, joyous, and free. Happy is the absence of fear. Joyous is living in gratitude. Free is free from the obsession. Right? Love takes effort. It's a verb. And I bring that up because that's what this program, you know, you talk step nine, amends, core principle, love. 
right? I'm making amends to myself and to those others that I have harmed. But love takes effort. It's not just saying, it's not just saying I love me. It's not just saying I love someone else. It's what I do, especially when they're not looking, especially when I'm not looking. You know, when you move into the into the steps 10, 11, 12, it, the, as we call the maintenance steps, right? But I think it's important to remember, maintenance like a garden, not like maybe a car. Not trying to keep it the same, but nurturing it, watering it, fertilizing it, growing it, making it large. Because, because it, it says right there at, in the big book, our next function is to grow. Because that's what I did not do when I went in the program. I just stayed the same place. I, avoidance is one of my main character defects, and that's what I did for 42 years of my life. And it's not a race. It's not about speed. It's about being present. You know, somebody told me that the first seven steps are teaching Sorry. me how to be present. Thank you. And I'll end on that. We'll we'll end on that little note, even though it's a little rough. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, you want to leave your phone number on the recording? Oh, sure. It's uh, 502-468-4814, and that's Eastern Standard Time. Okay.